0: to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. I have to tell you, there's so much to get into. I'm just going to give you a quick preview. Um, I'm going to talk about the latest Athlete that says he's not going to the White House (laughs) after the World Series. We'll get into that. Then the bizarre story of a Chicago family that had their house raided by the police, including an eight-year-old was handcuffed during the raid. This is incredible. Also, the latest warning from Nancy Pelosi, and this time I might agree with her. That will be interesting. And what a new poll shows Uh, regarding Hillary. If she gets in the race, what could happen? Uh, A lot more as well. We'll talk about Bitcoin if we have time and some other news on Kanye West and Christian evangelist Paula White. Uh, Just a lot of interesting things in the news. Now, tonight, we have a a fascinating guest. He's been with us before. This will be his second appearance. His name is Justin Fall, and he is a documentary filmmaker and he has a new uh, dvd movie out called higher entities the lost tapes and i know you're going to love this one because it gets into ufos and the nephilim and end times prophecy it's going to be a great interview that's going to be tonight and we do that in about 27 minutes once we hit the bottom of the hour next week our good friend la marzulli is back We used to have L.A. Marzulli on maybe a couple of times a year. He was on with us, I think, maybe about five or six weeks ago. And after the show, he had sent me a message and he said, hey, you should have me on more often. And I'd love to have him on more often. Sometimes I feel like I'm kind of taking advantage of people's time to invite him on the program too frequently. In other words, somebody like an L.A. Marzulli, like, wow, you know, we're glad he's coming on a couple of times a year. We hate to push our luck and ask him to do any more than that but he's asking us so i talked to uh, my producer and we said let's bring ellie marzulli on about like maybe every six weeks as long as he's game to do that he's always got something interesting to discuss and uh he's kind of broadened his areas of of discussion he's no longer just focusing on bible prophecy uh he's also talking about politics and current events and it's just an interesting guy to talk to so we're going to have him back Next week, I also confirm with my producer today that we have Keith Comos booked uh, for a future program now he's the guy that wrote the two books on the Golden State killer we're going to find out about that case, where that case is at uh, in in the legal system and uh, talk about serial killers in general and we also have booked Pastor Paul Begley, who has been with us before he's a, just a huge internet sensation. I don't know, he's got like 350,000 people that are subscribed to him on YouTube, and he has like the equivalent of of a TV studio built in the basement of his house in Southern Illinois. Super interesting guy to listen to. He'll be with us as well. So a lot going on. And of course, we continue to do these shows without any commercials, which I love but well, we have to pay the bills, <laughs> so I'm being honest with you. I was talking today about money, and you know we're not doing commercials, so we're not selling commercial time. And I'm, uh, you know, we're doing this in a way that that makes sense. If you respond, so please support us when we do our little blurb here at the beginning. And tonight's sponsor is DefendYourCredit.us. Defend Your Credit. Now, many people ask me, what service do I use for identity theft protection? And as you know, I've been a victim of embezzlement and other financial crimes in the past, so I have to be super careful. Uh, Also, being a public figure, I have to be really careful with my credit and to become aware if something is going on. And there's a lot more than just monitoring your credit file, but monitoring your driver's license number, your passport number, your medical ID card, uh, all kinds of things that are monitored for you. This is really the best program out there. We are an affiliate, and the website is defendyourcredit.us. And I'll also mention quickly before we move on, if you're looking for a little business to get started You can actually become an affiliate of this yourself, and if you're interested in that, it's super easy to market because who isn't interested in protecting their identity in this day and age of all these data breaches? So check it out, defendyourcredit.us. And if you're interested in more than just the product but also the business side of it, drop me an email to jim at com, and I'll tell you more about that. Thank you so much uh, for your support, defendyourcredit.us. Okay, so the picture, I didn't watch the World Series at all. I, I've really gotten out of the whole sports thing. And I don't know if it's that I'm just so busy or I have become disenchanted with these spoiled babies these, these grown men that play a game for a living and get paid millions and millions of dollars. And they think that because they're an athlete and they're playing a game that we should care about their political views or about their opinions about life and business and success. They basically know very little. Uh, in fact, many of them, I would say are not very smart at all. They're just people that are naturally gifted at a certain physical skill And they're able to uh, go and play that game and get paid seven figures. God bless them. But that doesn't give them, uh, in my view, a platform for anything else than their sport. So here we go again. You're, You're honored when you win the World Series to be invited to the White House. But instead of just respecting the position of the presidency of the United States, regardless of who holds the office, instead of respecting that position and accepting the honor of being invited to the White House, and, and this is where you know I'm really convinced that the, the country has changed. You're hearing a lot of people talking about the potential of a civil war, um, violence erupting in this country. This is this is different because there was a time when we could set aside politics and people could still respect each other just as as individuals we have differences but we still respect each other we're still all americans but here we go the wash this is from the washington post the washington nationals pitcher sean doolittle says he will not be visiting the white house saying he quote just can't do it (laughs) i guess that's like the anti-nike uh slogan just do it just can't do it so i posted that on my social media a lot of people are saying who cares this guy's a loser you know he's going to get a lot of media attention for this and i don't know if there are others that are not going but look you win the world series you, you know you have you know you, you pop open the champagne in the locker room and you have a good time you, you go to the white house you get invited on some big talk shows maybe you'll get a free trip to disney world you know enjoy the ride don't don't get so serious and make this So political, but uh, that's what's going on here with Sean Doolittle, uh, a pitcher for the Washington Nationals. He is boycotting the team's visit to the White House, which I believe is coming up this week. This story I posted on social media, and, and some people are surprised at my view on this, but I have to tell you, I almost always give the police the benefit of the doubt when you hear these stories about, You know, individuals being mistreated by the police. I I always try to find out more because I always think uh, this is this is probably not true. This is probably somebody that resisted arrest or put the police at risk. And they had to respond accordingly, uh, you know, all the way back to um, the Michael Brown false narrative. The police get accused falsely a lot. But this comes from the, the Chicago Police Department, which has somewhat of a checkered record in recent years. Um, this story is just so disturbing on so many levels, and I did share this to my Facebook. A federal lawsuit has been f- filed on behalf of a family in Chicago. The Chicago police raided their home. I think this was a few weeks back. This And the reason it's news is because... The police were not releasing the body camera footage, but they did finally release it, and now it's a huge exploding story, and there's a federal lawsuit as well. Um, But this this family, supposedly there was a tip given to the police, the Chicago police, that this house had a, a cache of weapons in it. So they go to the house. Instead of just knocking on the door and saying, we have a search warrant, To search the house. They go in with a SWAT team and they use one of these flashbang grenades they throw into the house and they show this family. It's like a regular family. There it's like a mom with her kids. They handcuffed the mother. They handcuffed an eight year old boy. And this boy's talking about the trauma, his experience of going through this, and he's crying. And they go in the house. They completely tear the house apart looking for guns. They don't find anything. They're so desperate because they're convinced this family, which looks like a beautiful African-American family, they're convinced that they have guns. So they actually start busting out the ceiling, thinking the guns are somehow, like, hidden in the ceiling or in the walls. They completely destroyed this house. And on the video, the body camera video footage, which was just released, there's even a discussion where the police are laughing as they're talking about this. One police officer referring to this flash grenade that was used. Uh, boy, was that really necessary that, that we had to do that. I mean, sent an entire SWAT team uh, through a grenade into the house. Boom you know, handcuff an eight year old. This is just, this has gone too far. You know, I don't know. Maybe there's another side to this story. I just don't know, but it looked like a beautiful family. And, um, you know, I'm not the first one to jump on the bandwagon to accuse anyone of racism, but I've got to wonder, and I posted this on my Facebook, you, you, they would never do this to a white family in a middle-class neighborhood or a wealthy family. Uh, this is clearly a family that was living in a, a poor neighborhood in Chicago, and uh, their rights were just completely trampled. And, you know, I'll be honest, I hope they get a judgment so big they bankrupt the city of Chicago. Uh, this this was just unreal. And the more that comes out and the video footage of this, it's just surreal. You, you have to see it, and we put a link to it. The CBS television affiliate there in Chicago uh, has done a, uh, a a really well done report with a lot of the video footage from the police body cam so that 's a story we 're following. Nancy Pelosi has come out over the weekend and is warning Democrats that are running for president that they are too far left you think <laughs> it 's not often that I will agree with Nancy Pelosi. However, in this case, uh, are the are the Democrats too far left? It's it's a really an interesting problem, isn't it, for for the Democratic National Committee now. We know that they rigged the last primary for Hillary with the whole superdelegate thing and all of that. Um but but so they really can't do that again because everybody's watching them under a microscope. And what it looks like it's coming down to is uh, this mayor Pete guy the mayor of South Bend, Indiana is surging. And if you look at some of the betting sites, the betting odds are showing a trend where this guy could really start. He could, he could take Iowa. He could go on from there and begin, uh, you know, taking some of these states. I mean, he, he's really picking up in the polls and he is so far left. I mean, he's, Uh, you know, abortion on demand and the new green deal and all of that. I mean, he's over the top. And of course we don't even have to talk about crazy Bernie that he's still, uh, you know, in, in the lead there in the pack. And then you've got uh, Elizabeth Warren. Um, And so with Nancy Pelosi saying this, some people are speculating that that was an indirect invitation to Hillary to get into the race. Because as much as maybe you and I as conservatives, we might view Hillary as as liberal. Hillary is not as off the deep end liberal as some of these others. At least she's not admittedly so. She has uh, really put herself more in the middle of the pack, more of a moderate among Democrats, which is still pretty liberal. I mean, way too liberal for me. But is someone that's more electable? Because if you take someone like, I don't know like a Mayor Pete or a crazy Bernie and you put them up against Trump or even an Elizabeth Warren that wants this some kind of a forty two trillion dollar health care plan that she's put together it i mean it, it the stuff is just it's beyond nuts um Trump will will just uh wipe up the floor with them i mean these these super far left liberals, so I was looking at this and I was looking at uh, this news story that is suggesting now that if Hillary gets into the race at this point, that she would immediately be tied nationally with Joe Biden. So what's kind of hard to figure out here is if you look at national polls, Joe Biden is the leader in the national polls. But if you break it down by the individual states Uh, Elizabeth Warren has a lot of, you know, the the odds, the polling, the betting odds are really in favor of Elizabeth Warren on a state by state basis, Uh, at least for for many of the very larger, you know, the larger states, a lot of the early states. Um, and, And Joe Biden still is sort of this national figure and has this national polling that is supporting him. But they say that in the national polling that Hillary would right away um, be right there with Joe Biden. In fact, they think Hillary could take half of Joe Biden's following, maybe more. So there's just more and more buzz about Hillary possibly getting into this. I don't know. You know, one day I think she's going to get in, the next day I change my mind. But I'm really leaning now. I'm like 75% sure she's getting in. And I was thinking, you know, when, if you were Hillary and you waited this long, when do you get in? Because the primary start in, I think just over three months, the the big primary start hitting. So you don't want to do it probably, you don't want to do it between Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's probably hard to like come out at that point. So I'm thinking like sometime in the next couple of weeks, sometime before Thanksgiving, she comes out and announces. That's my thinking. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm really thinking 75% that that's probably where this is going. Um, it's just interesting to follow. And I mean, it would be much better, so much better for Trump if he did run against one of these off-the-deep-end liberals. It would just be just an easy landslide victory. And I think the Democrats know that, and that's where the scrambling is is occurring, that's where you've got Nancy Pelosi weighing in saying, well, not so fast. <laughs> when Nancy Pelosi thinks you're too far left, that's really saying something. Uh, so that's where we're at with all that. Um, the inspector general report on FISA abuse and all of that, which we're, we're told is is hundreds of pages long. It's already been written. And for, I don't know, weeks now, it's been in the process of being redacted for the purposes, uh, you know, of protecting classified information. And we keep getting told, I think it was Maria Bartiromo had said well, it was two or three weeks ago that it was it was going to drop that week on the on the Friday. And then she redacted that. And Sean Hannity has been telling us since the summer that this I.G. report was coming. It's, there's got to be something in there for it to be so many hundreds of pages, like four or five hundred pages long, according to reports. But when will it drop? When will we see that? You know, I'm I'm kind of I was thinking about it a lot today, and I was thinking, well, this is this is the same kind of situation as Hillary announcing. I, I'm thinking like you don't want to drop something like that, especially if it involves criminal referrals and that sort of thing. You don't want to do that between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm thinking that's something that's going to happen before Thanksgiving, which by the way, that reminds me, Um, (laughs) this is a time of year when people get fired. It really, yeah. I don't want to ruin anybody's uh, night tonight. I know Sunday nights are scary times for a lot of people who are worried about their jobs and their week ahead and their finances, but you don't want to fire someone between, like Thanksgiving and and New Year's. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy, right? That Scrooge that (laughs) you fire your workers during the holidays so that they can't have a nice Christmas with their family. So how you how you deal with that is you lay people off and you fire them like a good couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. You give them a nice little severance, maybe, you know, 30 days pay, and then you clear your conscience and you're not doing it during the holidays. So, but in any case, I digress. I I get back to this whole issue of the IG report. And I think think it should drop definitely before Thanksgiving. And I'm thinking probably, I'm thinking this week is what I'm leaning towards, that the IG report is going to drop sometime this week. I could be wrong. I could be pulling a Sean Hannity on you, who has been predicting this, I think, since July, that it was going to happen any day and any day. And he's kind of stopped that because people are laughing at him. But I don't know. I'm thinking this week, maybe next week, that IG report is coming. That could change really the whole narrative, this whole, you know, Trump is being accused basically of something, in my view, that is so minor compared to like uh, defrauding the FISA court. I mean, if if we actually have evidence of that, all of these uh, allegations of Trump being a conspiracy theorist and no one was really spying in his campaign and all of these, um, all of these things he's been alleging are all completely untrue and he's crazy. If, If we get an IG report that comes out with criminal referrals for people like James Comey, this could be explosive and absolutely change the narrative. And once again, put Trump in the position of, I told you so. And that will be fascinating to watch. Ronan Farrow, Ronan Farrow, who is this young guy, um, he is, I, I believe he's the son of Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. And uh, he is a young guy. He's, he's got this book out, uh, the book about that exposed all of the horrid uh, behavior of uh, Matt Lauer. Uh, former NBC uh, Today Show host Matt Lauer. Well, he came out today. I thought this was really interesting. Ronan Farrow said Bill Clinton was credibly accused of rape by Juanita Broderick, and it should be you know taken seriously and looked into. So I read that after I was reading this all this positive polling about Hillary Clinton, and I was thinking. Oh, this is interesting. You know, maybe, maybe the reason Hillary's staying out of it is, uh, you know, this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing is still percolating out there. We don't know what all is going to come out on that. And now you've got Ronan Farrow, who's basically, um, taken down Matt Lauer, uh, Harvey Weinstein and others, and is now maybe turning his uh, focus to Bill Clinton, um, I don't know. The the Clintons, they they always have had a lot of skeletons in their closet and it's never really seemed to stop them. It's it's amazing to me how they could have so much. You know, I've often said this to people. uh, If I got involved with a woman like Bill Clinton did, you know, forget about everything else about the Clintons and all of their many dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of scandals. And all of the affairs the affairs that Bill Clinton has had. Forget about everything except just Monica Lewinsky. Just just think about just that. I've often said to people I know, if I did that, you know, if I was a man in my fifties and got involved with an intern, and all of that came out about what happened and how he clearly used his power to take advantage of her and being a married man. I would be so ashamed I would just go into um, I don't know I would probably just go into hiding I would probably just live the rest of my life out uh, in obscurity I would become a recluse I couldn't show my face again Um, but the Clintons it it doesn't it doesn't seem to phase them like this, almost this sociopathic thing, like it, it, they have no conscience, like, oh yeah, you know, this is, all these things have happened, but it, it doesn't seem to affect them, and they, you know, Bill Clinton, of course, went on to get reelected after being impeached, um, and they're still around, they're still, and Hillary's now in the news almost every day, I mean, that's the thing that I get back, go back to, is, okay, someone that is not running for president, which, you know, if you're not running, you're you're doing an awful lot of media appearances for somebody that's not running for president, especially during this time when, I mean, really, if you were not going to run, let everybody else have the limelight. You know, this is the time where people that are not running, uh, that have that history in that party, you know, the Democratic Party, that they're quiet, they, they, they're they quiet and letting others have their chance in the spotlight, but not Hillary. Hillary is is out making headlines now. Almost every day and and appearing on a lot of news shows, a lot of TV shows as well, uh, promoting some, you know, crazy new book about gutsy women or something as if she's the she's the one to write about being a gutsy woman. I guess it depends on your meaning of the word gutsy, right? (laughs) All right. uh, A couple of minutes left here. I've got uh, two things to get to before we uh, refire the opening, get to our special guest at the bottom of the hour. Um, Bitcoin is holding steady. Uh, above 9,000 and uh, this is after that you know incredible move that we had from the mid 7,000s to over 10,000 it's come back a little bit and that's to be expected but still holding strong um, at $9,200 roughly in that range uh, for the last few days Uh, some of the other cryptocurrencies that I follow are also you know moving up as well uh my two secondary sort of favorites, and people ask me to mention this more frequently, and I don't, but uh I re- I've been talking about this Ripple XRP for many years. And then in about the, the last year and a half or so, I've become smitten with this coin called Ravencoin. And there's a lot about Ravencoin in my book, the 90 minute Bitcoin Quick Start, which by the way, I was I was logged in today to my Amazon account uh, which shows me my book sales and people are starting to buy my Bitcoin book, <laughs> which is exciting because um, I when did I put that book out. Um, it's been out for well over a year and the sales have just been, you know, it's been selling, but not like I expected, but the, it sort of came out after the big excitement of Bitcoin was over and Bitcoin had melted from, Uh, 20,000, you know, dropped down to 10,000, which people who got in at 12 bucks (laughs) uh, were still excited about, you know, 10,000. But in any case, uh, the momentum in terms of public interest, it sort of waned when my book actually was released. Um, But it's picking up again. And I want to remind you also that my book on credit scoring, the audio version of that is doing really well. And that is uh, available through Audible. You can find it at iTunes as well. As well as directly on Amazon, uh, you'll find the Credit Scoring Secrets book. Uh, it's available as a as a physical printed book, as an ebook, and also as an audiobook. One last thing here: uh, this story, I guess Paula White, the evangelist Paula White, who she seems like a really nice lady, um, and I have you know watched her on television, and she's a really fantastic speaker. She's one of those. Incredible. You know, she gets on a stage and she just owns the room. Incredible speaker. But she's got kind of a a little bit of, a, I mean, a checkered past here or pre- present actually. She's, I think she's on her third marriage. And this isn't like before I was a pastor, I had this kind of, you know, checkered life. Uh, this is like, well, she was a minister. She's been through like three marriages now. And there have been financial problems with her church and just a lot of things. But she's super close with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, I guess, considers her as like his pastor. So I give her credit for that. She's, you know, got inroads to Donald Trump has made a great influence on him. And she shared something in a news story this week that uh, her and Donald Trump have talked about building a crystal cathedral type of a church together. And when I read that, I was just like, huh, I don't know. I, I, My first thought was, why do we need another crystal cathedral? My second thought was, is this really true? And my third thought was, I don't know, does Paula White, can you imagine Donald Trump after the presidency, like building a church with Paula White? I don't know. I know he's a believer. I know that um but it just seems like a strange plan to me i don't i don't know but that's one of the big uh points they made in this article about her new book paula white evangelist i should say paula white uh, and she has a mega church over in orlando here not too many minutes from my studio and then uh kanye west who is all over the map a real interesting guy i've never really been a fan of his music or anything but he's certainly part of you know pop culture um, he had a church service that he like announced at the last minute. I believe this was today. Uh, it was today or yesterday, and a thousand people in the audience raised their hand, committing their lives to Christ. And as crazy as this guy acts, and some of the weird things you see, like selling Jesus shirts and and uh, you know running uh, like uh, he's selling like hoodies and sweatpants, but like for 150 bucks, you can get the Jesus Kanye West merch. Um, uh, And the the guy kind of acts a little bit crazy, a little bit eccentric. I don't know. Um, And I don't know what gospel he's preaching, but it it, it sounds like there were some churches involved with him. And man, if this is even 10% of this is true, that, I mean, even if a hundred people came to Christ, I just hope that this is the real gospel being preached. And this is something I've got to look into more because Kanye West, um, he's not a solid person. I would automatically give the benefit of the doubt to, I wasn't there, but it is exciting to hear a thousand people coming to Christ. If that's really true, that is incredible. And God is doing something with Kanye West, but Let's not go so quickly. I want to get more details about this. Apparently, though, there are some churches that are working with him. So, you know, hopefully these people are getting steered to uh, good Bible churches they can attend, getting Bibles and getting some training and baptism. And, and this is not just uh, sort of uh, following Kanye West, who they might be a fan of his music and all that. All right. We're going to refire the open. We'll be back in one minute with our special guest, filmmaker Justin Fall. His new his new DVD is Higher Entities The Lost Tape. Stand stand by. We'll be back in one minute.